You are listening to the Intentional Leaders Podcast with Cindy Wetland. This is episode 63. What are you willing to stand up for? Hi, I'm Cindy, an educator, certified coach, and passionate learner on all things leadership related. It seems like just yesterday I was fresh out of grad school, wanting to make my way in the world, longing to make a difference to people, to team, to the business. Little did I know how challenging it would be. Fast forward several decades later, I've made a career of leading while teaching and coaching thousands of leaders to be at their best, most effective selves. Along this journey, I've captured so many insights, lessons, and techniques on how leaders become amazing, and also as leaders, when we get it wrong. I'll share them all right here because I founded Intentional Leaders to provide easy access to these kinds of lessons and equally important to help you build the presence, confidence, and credibility you need to be the leader that everybody wants to work for. Because I know leadership has its challenges, but learning to lead shouldn't be one of them. So last week after our training session ended, I had an interesting conversation with a couple of the participants from class. And this class was about negotiating work assignments, which for many of us is difficult because saying no or even entering into a conversation about our capacity or capabilities is difficult for many reasons, like we might feel pressured or guilty or just be actually unprepared to explain in a respectful professional manner that we cannot take on one more freaking thing. So for many of us, we just suck it up and say yes. And then we try our hardest to make it work compromising ourselves, our stress, and our families, and over time, of course, our health and well-being. (laughs) One young professional after class said, I didn't even know that saying no was an option. I was never taught how. And it should be noted that I wasn't going around advocating for everybody saying no to everything, like, no, I won't do that. No, I can't do that. Rather being cognizant of our own capabilities, capacity, and needs so that we can say yes without compromising qualities or ourselves and then negotiating on assignments from a place of partnership and collaboration. That was the point of the training. Just to be clear, However, this conversation after class was not specifically about negotiating work assignment because embedded into the art of negotiating assignments was content and activities about asserting oneself, the rights we have, and understanding them, being clear on them, honoring them, communicating them, and ultimately being clear on the boundaries we have to protect our own values. Now, I've talked about this concept before with embracing assertive communication and an assertive communication style. That was way back in episode 11, but one in which we maintain our rights as human beings while honoring the rights of the other person. The important part to recognize is we're doing this in a respectful manner in our words, tone, and body language. But again, I get off the bunny path because back to my example, though, this was about standing up for something else or someone else. So in this particular case, that someone else were apparently women that were left off an email that was an acknowledgement of efforts on a project. So some people who worked on the projects were excluded from the communication 
and like they were all the women that were excluded on that communication. And an individual noticed this, a young gentleman, and brought it up. Now, I may not have all the details completely, but what really struck me was at the core of that example, him noticing it and him bringing it up. And I was impressed because at that point in my career, very early on, would I be the one to bring it up to people that are much more experienced and senior to me? Notice it? Probably, maybe, yes, but do something with it. And I just kept thinking, what are you willing to stand up for? What am I willing to stand up for? And how do we answer those questions? Because each day, we could probably notice situations like this one, small things. I don't know if you're familiar with the term microaggressions, but for those of you unfamiliar with the term, it means either a statement or an action or an incident regarded as an instance of either indirect or subtle or unintentional discrimination against members of a marginalized group. And you know what? They're everywhere. That's the challenging thing. And in this example, I don't even know how micro this was because it kind of felt sort of macro to me, (laughs) eliminating a whole gender from this email. But back to our question, what are you willing to stand up for? And while there are big, bold moves that we can make in life to advocate for those who are wronged or those who are harmed in a big way or on a large scale. In fact, we only have to turn on the news to see those kinds of opportunities to take action or get involved, again, large or small scale. And for those that make and take those courageous actions, those that advocate and champion, we can honor and appreciate that bravery and that commitment it takes to do so. I also want to recognize that standing up for something or someone can also be an everyday act on a smaller scale. In the moment, we see something and we recognize we have a choice to make. See it? Say it? What would you do? I remember seeing on a TV show a long time ago, a social experiment played out in a fast food restaurant. And there was a group of teenagers and one was being bullied by his friends. The experiment was about who intervened, who would get involved, protect the rights of that bullied kid or mind your own business, because each one is a choice and each one has consequences. And I really wondered, what would I do? I'd like to think that I'd intervene and protect that child, protect someone. At the same time, I wonder about my actual level of bravery in situations like that where I would need to step up and step in caution over valor, because this is what it takes to intervene with our actions and with our voice. Because knowing what you're willing to stand up for involves many layers. It starts with your values. What do you care about? Integrity, equality, diversity, accountability. And what are those core beliefs that you advocate for? And if you don't know, you should discover them because this can provide us with the clarity and focus and purpose to navigate through life in a different way, where we make those choices in alignment with things we care most about. But there's also the noticing, the young man who notices that the women were excluded on an email. Not everyone even notices that kind of detail, or if it's noticed, recognizing that that's problematic. And then the taking of action. 
And I don't mean that we run around seeing every potential wrong and assuming bad intentions because the mindset of, and I'll put this in air quotes, catching someone doing something wrong is very different from noticing and inquiring. Giving someone a chance to respond or clarify or even maybe come to the realization that they harmed someone else through their words or actions, this is a powerful strategy designed to educate and designed to create change and to live in alignment with the values that you care most about. Because ultimately, I believe that leadership is not about titles or roles or positions. It is about being clear on your vision and values and purpose. It is about knowing who you are and how you want to contribute to the success of the world. And the scope and scale of that gets to be defined by you. Big or small, wide or narrow, the scale is less relevant than the deliberate choice and the courage to act. Ask yourself, are you willing to engage and advocate for something or someone that you believe in? Are you willing then to ask the tough questions in a respectful way? Are you willing to look awkward? Are you willing to feel uncomfortable? And are you potentially willing to be wrong in your conclusions despite being right in your intentions? It starts first with knowing you. Pay attention and make a conscious choice. John Maxwell says, life is a matter of choices and every choice you make makes you. This week, make great choices in alignment with what you value most. I know I will. I have some amazing interviews coming up with leaders that you will fall in love with. Don't miss an episode. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast now. And also, I would love a thoughtful review and some feedback on this podcast as well. Thanks so much for listening.